0: morning. For all of those watching this morning, we're glad that you're watching and all those in attendance, glad that you're here today as well. You can say officially that you have either watched online or you have attended in person every Sunday this year. So there you go. So just keep the streak going. We only have about 51 more Sundays to go, so just keep going. I didn't realize this morning was apparently Sweater Sunday. Everybody up here had on a sweater and they're all beautiful sweaters. I should have, I guess, worn one as well. But glad that you're here. Glad you're here to worship. We always have a theme every year, and we always uh, bring that out the second Sunday of the year. And we do that because this Sunday is one when still a lot of people are traveling. Kids are out of school, and so we don't have everyone back yet. So this Sunday, we're talking about chapter 1. Seems like a perfect thing to do on the first Sunday of the year, doesn't it, to talk about chapter 1. And so we're going to be looking in Genesis chapter 1 today. Oh, there's so much there. We could talk for weeks on Genesis chapter 1, but I can't get out of the first five verses, so that's all we're going to look at for a few moments today. So if you have your Bibles, look in Genesis 1, 1 through 5. The Bible says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and he called the darkness, he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So much there to talk about, but we'll just talk about a little bit today. But God was present above that chaos. God was present over everything that was going on. It's hard for us to imagine. It's beyond, at least it's beyond my brain to imagine what that must have been like and what forever's like. And if I just decide I don't want to sleep some night, then I start thinking about the universe or I start thinking about about forever and then I don't sleep for days until finally I just fall apart. But God was present above the universe, and I want you to hear this and understand the point today, that what was here was chaotic. Everything was chaotic. It was formless. It was void. He was over the waters of the deep. As a college professor said to me one time, I remember he said, what was here was a big blob. That's what it was, and God took that blob, that chaos, and he gave order to it and made it into something that was powerful, that God did all of that. And the very first thing you see God creating here is light. Light is so important, isn't it? It's important to everything. As a matter of fact, it's the first thing in all, of, in all of writing that is referred to as good. And God saw the light, and God saw that it was good. We need light. If you have ever been one of those people that in the middle of the night has prayed for morning to come, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about today. That light is good, and God said it before we even thought it, that light was good. Well, what does light do? Light is really important, isn't it, in our, in, for, for, for everything, for life? What does light do? Well, just to put this on a simple, in a simple way, it exposes the chaos. When you turn on the lights, all at once you see the chaos. All at once things become clear that had, had been unclear. Things that you couldn't really understand, now you can It exposes what's out there. It's used for time. The way you know if it's morning or night is by the light, usually, right? You know, in the morning the light is brighter, at night the light dims, and it brings clarity to everything. All at once we can see when there is the light. Do you know what it's like to try to read a label in the dark and you turn on the light and maybe get out your phone flashlight and you're looking at it trying to figure out what it is. The other night, and I probably should not tell this story because I don't have permission to tell it, and I want you to know that Barbara is a great house cleaner as I I start with this story. You already know I'm in trouble, don't you? So if anybody has anywhere to stay, I'm already willing to go there. The other night, well, I can tell you what time it was. It was 3.02 a.m., And I wake up and think, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. So I get up in the night, and I stumble through the bedroom, into the bathroom, and I turn on the light, and there is one of those Texas-sized roaches in there. You know what I'm talking about. You can't get rid of them if you live in South Texas, right? And there that thing is. Now, my first thought is, I should kill it. My next thought is, I should just go back to bed. But if I go back to bed, and then it's still there in the morning, Barbara will ask me if it was there, and so then I would get killed, so it's better to kill it than to be killed. And so now I go through the closet trying to find the shoe, and finally, and of all times, I can't find the right shoe I want, because I think I don't want that on the bottom of my shoe. So I'm going through, trying to find the right shoe, and I hit it, and I kill it, and now I'm awake, and now I can't sleep at all. But the light exposed the chaos. The light exposed what was there. And the light gave clarity to all of that. Well, light brings growth, right? For those of you who have been through some science classes, you know that you need light for photosynthesis. That it brings growth. It makes things grow. If you have only darkness, you're going to have some pretty nasty things growing, like maybe algae or mold or things that are poisonous. But if you have light, then you can have vegetables and fruit and things that turn into cake. I mean, those are good things. But if you don't have light, you don't have it all the world that you want, the world that you imagine when there is no light. But light brings growth, and light brings hope. This morning I, at the early service, I used an illustration about about a time that, that I was with a police officer and we, and we drove around and the things that happened at night in the, with crime. But afterwards, one of our members who grew up in Alaska came up to me and said that her mother was an assistant coroner in Alaska when she was growing up. And she said, we knew that we would not see my mother when winter came in Alaska because, you know, the days are longer, or excuse me, the nights are longer. And she said the death rate and the crime rate would go up because of the dark. One time a police officer told me that exact thing after, during the middle of Hurricane Ike, said there are families that are getting into trouble, crimes that are happening in places we've never been called, in places you would never Imagine. Because of the dark, and people aren't thinking clearly, and they're doing weird things. Well, somehow in the dark, we lose our focus, and we lose our hope, but light gives us hope. Have you ever been there in the middle of the night like I have, and you start thinking, and maybe it's two o'clock in the morning, and you are thinking absurd ideas? You are thinking of the worst possible scenarios you can think of, and you can't go to sleep, and one odd idea goes to another weird one and to another one, And you're not thinking clearly at all. But somehow, when light comes, when first you see the sun coming up, and then finally at its brightest, you realize all of that was silly. None of it made sense what you were thinking back then. Somehow, the light brings hope, and God created a way to bring hope. God used light to separate from darkness. This is really important. That God is going to use light to separate from the darkness. I want you to understand that this is about more than just making physical light or making the, the birds and the trees and all of those things. That this is much, much deeper than that. This is about God who is holy, being separated from that that is unholy and ungodly you may remember and you surely know that God is light. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, John says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Wow, that's really powerful. Everything that is good is God there is nothing bad that's in God. There's nothing, there's nothing dark. There's nothing terrible. There's nothing nasty in God. Everything that is good, whatever is light, is in God. God is light. But not only God, but also His Son, Jesus, is light. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus said this, to the people. He said, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, I saw this in a different way than I'd ever seen it as I was studying this. Obviously, Jesus is the light. Understand that. And, we, and we're going to look at the passage later that talks about walking in the light and, and the importance of walking in the light, but I want you to understand this part right here. It's not just that we walk in the light, it's that we have the light. It's not just, that, oh, the light's over there, and so I'll go over to where the light is. No, he says that whoever follows me has the light of life. So it's not like a destination, but it's God, or in this case, Jesus, living in me that is the light. That is so powerful. I realize that all this today is kind of abstract and maybe it's hard to focus or understand. I I get that. But you see what he's saying? When you are in Christ, that's when you have the light. If you are not in Christ, unfortunately, you do not have the light. You may have some wisdom that God has given you because God's created all wisdom and good things. You may have some intelligence. You may have some abilities, athletic ability, whatever it is. You have those things, but you don't have the light because he is the light of life. And so when I am in Christ, I have the light of life. Matter of fact, we are called to be light. Because Jesus is in us, we are called to be light. On the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 in verses 14 through 16, this is what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds And not glorify you, but glorify your Father in heaven. So we're called to be that light because that light is in us. And that light is Jesus. And that light is God. And so now they allow us to participate in being the light. Not so that we take credit, but so that we give credit to God and others give credit to God. Now in 1 John chapter 1 in verses 6 through 10 explains some of this of what it means to be a Christian and to walk like Jesus or with Jesus. He says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, with God, and yet walk in darkness, we lie and we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just. And he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim that we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. That is a strong passage. And so sometimes I've worried before. You know, I'm trying to walk in the light and trying to think good thoughts and trying to think about Jesus and trying to do the right thing and be moral and be a person of character, and then, uh uh-oh, I sin. And now I'm going, "Uh uh-oh, I'm out. Jesus said, it's over. But that's not what's happening here. Do you understand that? I'm still walking in the light. I have not walked away from Jesus. Now, if I choose to walk away from the light... If I say, forget it, it's all over, and I walk away from him, or I just do that over time, then I can walk away from the light. But I'm still going to sin even though I'm in the light. Well, why are you going to sin if you're in the light? Because I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. So it's still going to happen. It'll still happen sometimes. But I want to walk in the light as he is in the light. If I claim not to have any sin... Then I'm a liar, which is a sin, and make God out to be a liar, which that obviously is a sin. So I am walking in the light as he is in the light, and God is being seen through me. So you say, okay, once again, David, this is abstract. What do you mean by all this? Well, let me try to put it down to this. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Why was David Duncan born? What is it that I was born for? And you say, Well, to glorify God and honor God. Okay, yes, but what does that look like if I'm light? Why was I born? Why were you born? Well, it's very similar to if you're taking notes back to what it was, of what it means to be light, of what light does. I was born to bring clarity to this world, not by my antidotes, not by my wisdom, but by God's wisdom, by God's word. I was called to bring clarity. So, when I live my life or the way I live should be a way that it is obvious that I'm living God's way, not just my own way, and it brings clarity to what is right. It's not that I have to preach some big sermon, not that I have to do some big thing, although I may use words and talk to people, obviously, but it's about my life showing clarity as to what is right. Now, some people don't put it this way, but some folks, they're going to say, oh, we don't want to be around you, you know, you're know, you just a goody-two-shoes, whatever they want to say. When really they know what you are. They know that you are light, and it's that they are rejecting the light. Is why they are rejecting you. They are not rejecting you, actually, but remember the light is inside you. The light that is Jesus. So, what they're rejecting is not you who's trying to be the light. They are rejecting the light that is in you, which is Jesus or God. They're both called the light here. So, what my life does is it brings clarity and it brings growth. So, I don't bring growth the same way the sun does necessarily, but I should be making the world a better place just by being on the planet. Not just so that we have better crops or better water, or we have better engineering or better students, whatever, although those things are all important and those things all play into it. But I'm to bring growth so that more people see God and more people can glorify God. Now, by making better products or making better crops or, or, or teaching students, all those things can help with that, and that may be the way I do it, But the growth I bring is to glorify God, not just to make a better world. And then the other thing that I'm to do is to bring hope. This one's really important to me. We live in this world that so many people are so incredibly hopeless. So many Christians, if you read what they write and if you hear what they say, they sound so incredibly hopeless. I don't take this personally, but shame on you if that's who you are. I pray you're not. But if you are a person that sees no hope, do you not know what this book says? Do you not believe it? Are you pretending? This is the word of life. This is the word that gives us all the hope in the world. If if the if an atom bomb falls on us, we still got hope. We're with God. Why in the world would we be people who'd want to give up? And if we sound like the world where everybody is talking doom and gloom, all we're being is worldly. We are being darkness. But we were called to be the sparks. We were called to be the light. We were to be the ones that make this world better, not the ones to just spread the darkness, spread the light. That's who we were called to be. We are light sharers. We are not darkness sharers. That is who we were called to be. And understand that if you are one that is spreading darkness, you are spreading Satan's message, not Jesus' message, because Jesus' message is always light. It is always a better day. It is always that we can get through this. It is always that there is salvation around the corner. It is always that there is something better. But if I find myself being one that spreads darkness, maybe I'm not serving the, the God of light. And maybe I need to look back to the God of light and to tell him, Lord, I'm sorry because that's not who I want to be. I want to be the one that serves light, that serves the one who is light, God Himself, Jesus the Son. That I'm one of light rather than one of darkness Oh, all this i know is somewhat theoretical i get that but i do ask you this question today do i want my chaos to be calmed because boy we live with a lot of chaos don't we some of us some there's some chaos we can't stop I mean, we can't always stop what the government does. We can't, always, we can't stop if we have a disease or a sickness. We can't stop sometimes if a spouse leaves us. We certainly can't stop the decisions our kids make sometimes. And so there's going to be just some chaos in our lives. Jesus is the great calmer. Jesus is the one that brings the light and the hope to everything. Jesus is the one who says, if you're tired and you're weary come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll make it so you can sleep. I'll make it so in your final days when you've lost your job, when you've lost your mate, when you've lost your kids, and you're there lonely, that you still have a friend that you will live with for eternity. And not just with Jesus, and not just with his Father, but you're going to live with other saints Some have gone through the same things that you've gone through. You know, I'd ask you to, our light people, to lower our lights here for just a minute. You've wondered why there was a pot on stage. You know, some of you, you see this pot, and you say, you Christians, you're so perfect You got everything together, and you're just here this morning to visit, and you came maybe because you had to. Maybe Grandma made you come. Maybe just showed up, whatever it is. Maybe decided to turn over a new leaf on January 1st, whatever it is. But you say, you Christians have it all together. You don't know what my life looks like. You don't know what sin is. You don't know what problems are. Well, let me tell you this, because I've been here long enough to know this. The people in this audience know exactly what sin is and they know what problems are because all of us are struggling with all those things. And it's just that we found the doctor and we're here to lean on the doctor, Jesus, to get through it. So understand that. These are not perfect people around you, but they're people that want to be perfect and so they're leaning on Jesus. And so instead, your life may look more like this. I don't know if you can see this. There are holes everywhere. You think, that's all I am. This is my life. This thing almost looks like a scary face, doesn't it? You might say, well, this was my divorce. This one up here is my foul mouth. This one over here is my issue with pornography. This one over here is my issue with cheating on my taxes, and so on and so on. I got all these problems. You don't know what it's like. Well, let me tell you, Jesus knows, and maybe you've seen this before, but the folks in this room understand it too, because it is in our cracks and in our holes of our life that Jesus shines through. It's in our, li- in our problems that Jesus is seen. You see, it's in how you deal with that divorce that Jesus is seen. how you deal with that pornography addiction or gambling addiction or drug addiction or alcohol addiction. It's how you deal with that that He's seen. It's how you deal with the issue of the mouth or the attitude or whatever it is. It's how you deal with the hurts of life where Jesus shines through. And other people who have those issues then say, wow, what is it that you have that I don't have because I need it? Now, it's true, and you are right if you are not a Christian today, and you're here, and you're just kind of checking this out, and you saw the other side of the pot where everything looked perfect. That's what we do sometimes. Sometimes we try to make everything look perfect so you don't know that we have problems, We are full of problems, but we're also people that are trying to let the light of Jesus shine through so that the world knows Jesus, that we know Jesus. So, this morning, maybe you are struggling. Maybe you're struggling, and you need prayers. Lord, help me, you're saying this morning. If you need public prayer, we'll pray for you. This whole room will pray for you, and if you You just want the elders to pray, you can write to elders at mcoc.org and they'll pray. Or if you're watching online, they'll pray that way for you. Others of us, we have not been the light and we've been wondering why we're struggling. Well, it's because we don't have Jesus. Put your faith in Him. Be baptized into Him. When you're baptized into Christ, what the Bible says in Acts 2 says that, that your sins are washed away and in this place you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What's that? The light. The light. God living with us and in us. Jesus always with us. And then through whatever struggles you have, there will be blessing. We get through this life together. Let's make 2021 a fantastic year but only by being honest and only by letting the light of Jesus shine through. Come this morning as we stand and sing.